Have you ever asked yourself what can go wrong when investing in apartments? What challenges do investors face when dealing with such a large asset class? Well, on the No BS Apartment Investing Podcast, we place expert professionals on the hot seat, ask them the tough questions that may be running through your mind, all while removing the fluff that comes with apartment investing. We aim to put your mind at ease while showing you that investing in apartments is the way to financial freedom. And now for your host, Mark Caesar. All right. Welcome, welcome, everyone. My name is Mark Caesar, um, and this is the No BS Apartment Investing Podcast, and this is episode one. Um, just wanted to really talk about myself and just give a little bit of background as to who I am, where I'm from. Um, I'm basically out of from New- Brooklyn, New York. Currently residing in Midland, North Carolina, recently relocated. And uh, I got this great idea from a podcast that I was listening to a, a while back where the host actually had someone else put her, them on the hot seat. And I love that concept and I just wanted to run with it as well. So I brought on a special guest, a good friend, Brandon Spear, who is going to assist me with this episode. And I will be on the hot seat and he'll be, you know, taking lead on this. So Brandon, welcome. I appreciate you, sir, jumping on and, and being here with us today. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for, for the honor of asking me and, you know, allow me to, to be here, help you launch this. So I'm very excited to put you in the hot seat and ask you some, some great questions and let your, your listeners get to know you and, and just you know, kick this thing off. So, yeah, uh, I appreciate it, sir. Absolutely. So you, uh, you know, we start a little bit with just you know, telling us a little bit more about yourself. You mentioned you were from, from Brooklyn and, yes. and then you know, recently moved to, you know, to North Carolina. Yeah. And so what, what prompted that? Tell us a little bit about that move. Um, again, I was uh, born and raised in Brooklyn. I, I am a city kid at heart. And my family always wanted to, well, my wife's family always wanted to move to Carolina and the opportunity presented itself about a month ago where we decided to sell our family home up there and move down here. So a lot of her family are from the Raleigh, North Carolina section, but I wanted to sort of venture out. So Charlotte was an area I've never been to, but I've heard so much about it. Right. And I just told her, Hey, let's go test the waters and see what it's like out there. And here we are a month later, we're here, we're figuring it out. We're realizing that it is very slow paced for a country, <laughs> for a country town. And, you know, coming from the New York minute lifestyle to a very slow paced lifestyle, there's a culture shock, but we're adjusting and making the best out of the opportunity right now. Well, you know, New York city to, uh, to Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, it's funny because Charlotte isn't exactly a, a small town. But in comparison, it is. <laughs> it's, it definitely it's is. A it's a different setting. Well, you know, uh, you're actually you're closer to uh, to my neck of the woods, and so that's that's great. You know, happy to, to have you closer, and and we can we can definitely hang out some more. So definitely. But uh, you know, in terms of of Charlotte, you know, you're, you're obviously this is a real estate podcast, and so you know you're you're into in various types of real estate. Tell us a little bit about that. And in how do you feel like Charlotte plays into that? Great question. Um, Charlotte is a very is is picking up a lot of steam when it comes to the real estate, especially the state of North Carolina. 
it's so many opportunities out here, especially throughout the pandemic, where a lot of um, individuals and families were moving from big cities like uh, the Valley, California and New York, and they're able to Mm -hmm. carry their salaries from those designated areas into smaller suburbs out here in the in the south along the Sun Belt, and they're able to you know live like kings basically so it made a major difference so you know real estate really started picking up picking up steam and it's good to actually be in the center of where it's happening as well as charlotte has always been the market well charlotte and north carolina and the surrounding areas has always been a market that has kept my eye on and because i have family out here so it's a little easy to maneuver when looking at assets and so forth so i figured hey why not be in the center of it all opposed to be an outsider looking in and that's what, again, those factors prompted the move as well. And I guess it was like the greatest idea that I've, that I made that move at the time that I did. Sure. And so what, what kind of real estate are you, you know, have you done, you know, and when did you get started with that? And then, you know, what are you, what are you focused on right now? Sure. So I started my real estate journey back in 2012 after I've read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Great book. Um, it opened Absolutely. my mind to a ton of things that I did not learn in school. I love school, but I feel that they didn't provide me with all the essential information that I needed to take on life. And Robert Kiyosaki sure. in that book really opened your mind to the notion of you want, if you want to get out the rat race and be financially free, you want to make sure that your passive income surpasses your expenses. Once that happens, you're financially free. And I, everything added up after reading the book. And I realized that 90, if not 95% of the wealthy in this country have always had their hands in real estate. And that was the true form of wealth and success. Real estate just clicked. Um, You know, I I saw the opportunity and I jumped in. Fast forward to 2015, I I started my journey as a wholesaler, um, wholesaling residential properties. Basically, I would find uh, assets that are vacant or dilapidated in up-and-coming areas that are eyesores, basically, and I would gain equitable interest in those and either sell it to an investor who's going to either fix and flip it or who's going to add it to their portfolio. And, you know, it, it made a lot of sense. I had fun doing it. It was enjoyable. But I've always wanted to go bigger, and I've always wanted passive income. And sure. The only asset class that provided such the freedom and at the passive income that you can attain was multifamily and apartment buildings. And when I looked at it, it was it was daunting at first. But when you learn the how to actually acquire it, when you learn what to do, everything is pretty much uh, smooth sailing. Not to say there won't be any hiccups, but again, the, sure. the rewards are amazing. The passive income, the, you know, the asset, having a, a great asset, having a team that, you know, you can use to manage the leverage and the scalability, it all adds up. For sure. No, no multifamily, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, how are, I mean, what, what are some of the ways that you know, that you can get into to multifamily in, in terms of, you know, buying an apartment complex. It just, it seems very complex and, and there's, there's a, a lot of moving parts. So, you know, what are some of the ways that, that you're doing that? 
Well, how I approach it, there are two different ways you can do it. You can do it through a joint venture, which is if you have the funding yourself, you can partner with someone else and you guys buy the asset yourself and you manage it. Of course, you can use property managers or you can manage it yourself, self-manage, or you can do what is, what is called a syndication. And with syndication, you're pretty much pulling your, I mean, pulling mon- money from other individuals who have money sitting around and aren't garnering any interest, uh, especially okay. with what's going on in the market right now. And you're pretty much selling them on the opportunity. They're loaning you the money to acquire a, a larger asset at a larger price point that you probably could not afford on your own. So that's what we call syndications. And so, you know, when you, when you do a syndication like that, you know, is that, does that allow you to, to go out and, and buy, you know, like a, you know, a fourplex or is that something where you can get into some of these really large apartment complexes? You can definitely get into very large complexes. You can pretty much buy properties that are worth five, 10, $15 million. So long wow. as you have the capacity to raise the money as the down payment to leverage that down payment to get a higher loan from wow. conventional banks. That's, I mean, that's serious. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm sure that's a, that's a lot of work. It's, it, it is a lot of work in a sense, but again, it all reflects on who your team members are. So unless you have, uh, I would say a silver plate with uh, rich parents and a trust fund that can cut <laughs> you a check, that's that's one way, but majority of the investors out here, like myself, we like to partner up with various individuals with various different strengths, and we pretty much team together, which is what we consider a general partner, where we're more on the active side of the business. So we're doing the day-to-day grunt work that these investors don't want to do, or they don't have the time to do, or they don't have okay. the knowledge on how to do it. Well. It sounds like, you know, that kind of undertaking, it requires you know, a true amount of grit and tenacity and, and perseverance. And so, you know, that's that's not something that that one just jumps into. So you obviously you have to have a, a certain level of motivation and drive to to be able to to take on that kind of project, but but also, you know, see it through. So tell us a little bit about that drive. What what drives you? What's your why? Great question. Um, my why I initially started out in this whole real estate space is to give a little context because I've wanted to be, I wanted to have wealth. I wanted to no longer work a W2 job. I wanted the passive income. I just wanted to enjoy life. Um, I'm still young. I'm 35. I just wanted to enjoy my life. But now that I have other dynamics that factor in, you know, family and you have other, you have, um, you know, my dependents and so forth. So I want to provide opportunities for them that they've never experienced or they never had the chance to based on the sacrifice that they made for me. So me waking up in the morning and, you know, having to deal with the ins and outs of finding great deals and providing opportunities for individuals who want to also get out of the workforce or just enjoy their life and have control of their time I find satisfaction in that. So when I'm looking at 
you know, different deals, when I'm looking at opportunities, I make sure I have not only myself in mind, but I have my dependents and I have also the people that I'm servicing out there because I, I want everyone to be able to enjoy time, enjoy life, to, to do what you want to do and not have to, hey, you know, go to your boss, say, hey, can I have a week off? You know, if you want to have a week off, you can take it off if you want to, because you know that at the end of the month, I have a check hit in my bank account. You know, at the end of the quarter, I have another check hit in my bank account. So you have that flexibility and that freedom. So my biggest why is to help others and freedom. I love that, man. And that's that's, uh, you know, the first time that you and I connected, that was that was the same thing that you told me then. And, you know, I just, you know, it resonates so deeply with me because helping others and being able to give back. That's, it's, it's on a, it's on a much deeper level. And when you can align with people on that level, you know, when it comes to partnerships, you're, you're just, you're going to, you're going to have a much longer and more fruitful relationship. So yeah, I Indeed. love doing that. Indeed. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, man. So you're, uh, you're starting a podcast. Tell me, tell me a little bit about, you know, what, what that came from, how that, that came to fruition, you know, how it's, what's, what was the drive behind that? Man, to be honest with you, um, I'm very ambiverted. So I'm extra, I'm very extroverted until people get to know me and I have those conversations and I feel very extra. I'm introverted, but then when I get to know people, I'm extroverted. So the podcast actually came about from a good friend of mine. Um, he sort of threw it out there like, hey, you have you have your voice now start a podcast. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to start a podcast. You know, it requires more talking <laughs> on my behalf and who's going to listen. But, you know, after, after a bit of thought, I was like, Hey, you know what? A lot of podcasts are being created now. And I felt that all the podcasts that I was listening to concerning multifamily was lacking something. And that something was everyone tells you about the rainbows and the unicorns of right. multifamily investing but I never hear the scary stories. And for me, I want to hear the bad of right. this brand of investing, because when you get the bad, you get to see how you can overcome and right. how you can turn around, how you can fear and how you can basically handle the dangers that come with it. Hence came about no BS apartment investing. So I wanted to keep it <laughs> raw. I wanted to keep it truthful. I wanted to keep it impactful where I bring industry experts who have been doing this for years and they tell us, okay, they can tell us the good and they can tell us the bad. So we can see how you navigate both right. waters. Right. And I think that's so important. You know, we've, we've discussed it as well. There's, there's so much fluff. And it's the, the, the rainbows and unicorns and warm fuzzies. Right. Yeah. And it's not always that, you know, it's, 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 true. it's really, it can be tough sometimes. And so I love the, the concept. I love the, the name for it and no BS, just put it out there and, you know, in it's, in it's most raw form. So, you know, yeah, definitely that's that really, that's what needs to happen. We need, we need more of that. So kudos to yeah, you for that. I appreciate it. I mean, again, I want investors who are looking to invest passively because, again, people will invest with you with people that they love and trust. So if I'm bringing you an opportunity and I'm asking you for a certain amount of funds to invest and I'm, you know, showing you what you can possibly earn, 
I want you to feel comfortable to understand that, yes, every investment has risk and I want to learn your risk tolerance. At the same time, I want to reassure you that, hey, if something happens tomorrow night, your money is safe. I have you in mind, not my pockets. I want to make sure that you get your money or I want to make sure that, hey, I can resolve the situation, think, you know, think of different creative ways to make sure the situation, even though it went underwater, but to figure out how we can get out of it and how our investors are protected. So that's the main thing is protecting the investors. And those are some of the the key things that that investors are going to want to know. You know, it's, it's not, you know, you know, we're we're not going to have any problems. It's what are you going to do when we have a problem? Correct. That, that really is what it's about. So, you know, the fact that you're going to lead with that and, you know, you're going to use this platform to help educate and, and, you know, give people that, that understanding that there's, there's a lot of, of stuff that will, that will happen. You know, it's going to hit the fan at some point. <laughs> yeah. definitely. But, but when it does, this is how you've actually persevered and how you handled it in the past. So definitely. on that note, give, give us a, a tip, you know, for, for the listeners, what, what's a great tip? for, for when things start going sideways? When things start going sideways, you want to be able to have the hard conversation and be honest. You know, if your building caught on fire, you want to be able to tell your investor, Hey, our building just caught on fire. We have to readjust our plan, the business plan that we initially presented to you. Mm -hmm. Here's how we're going to overcome it. You know, we have, insurance in place. We have this in place. Okay. We're able to, uh, you know, shift tenants here and there, and you're still going to get your cash flow. You're still going to get your returns, but it may take a little longer. I've heard of crazy stories where investors went into hiding or they just stopped communicating. And that is the worst thing you want to do. You want to be totally honest and transparent. Again, just put yourself in their shoes. If you were loaning right. someone, you know, ten, fifteen thousand dollars, or you know, fifty thousand dollars to to invest into something, you want to make sure they're telling you, they're keeping you up to date. They're telling you exactly what's going on. They're communicating right. with you, and if something bad happens, they're also communicating with you that hey, this happened. That way, you get that reassurance that okay, they know what they're doing. I can trust them because they're transparent. Now let's see if they're going to come through. They're going to um they're going to make it happen what they said they're going to do. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head, you know, that's, that's a fantastic tip, you know, being, being vulnerable, being candid and being transparent with your, your investors and letting them know, you know what, we have a plan, but we also have a backup plan. Yeah. That's, that's huge. So definitely. So uh, we'll go ahead and segue to to the closing here, and you know we'll we'll ask a few questions. These are some questions that that I understand you're going to be posing to your the people that you interview in the future. So I figured it was appropriate to go ahead and hit you with them, and <laughs> that way we can we can get an idea of of, of who you are and, and a little bit more about you, and, and then we'll we'll wrap it up here. So uh, first question, I'll go easy on you. What's your what's your favorite <laughs> book of all time? Man, I have so many books that I love, um, but I would say the one that changed my life is Rich Dad Poor Dad. Again, Absolutely. if you have not read it, uh, just it's a quick read, but it changes your dynamic when it comes to money. It changes your dynamic of investing, and you know it. Prov- it provides that uh, 
what they call the the cash flow quadrant, where you know you're either the employee, you're the if I remember correctly, it's the business owner, you're the investor. Forgive me if I can't remember. I'm trying to picture it in my head right now. So it's employee, uh, okay. business owner. I forgot the third one. Man, uh, we'll Google it and we'll put it in the. the yeah, we put it in those my apologies, <laughs> but yeah, it always slips my mind. But yeah, you know, you just want to, the ultimate goal is you want to end up on the investor side. So right. you want your, you know, you want your money to work for you, not you working hard for your money. So that book really changed my life. It changed my perspective when it comes to all of those things. So I will always put that as my number one book out there. I agree. Yeah, it's a fantastic book. And as you said, if if you haven't read it, you need to read it. It's it's pretty incredible. So definitely, yeah. So one thing that that you want to to put out there is, you know, is just no BS, right? You know, there's there's going to be something that happened, you know, some kind of mistake. So tell us about your biggest mistake in real estate so far and how did it help you get better? My biggest mistake, I would say, hmm. That is a very thought provoking question there. <laughs> Call me on even, guard. <laughs> even top three and one, one of the top three. Just a big mistake. You know, it's, it's always, it's always tough, you know, to, to, to recollect because it's human nature. I think is you want to forget about it, but you only learn when you remember it and you think about it and you, you know, really put it in perspective. So, you know, that's, it could be anything, it could be anything from, from when you was you know, starting a wholesaling you know, to, to what you're doing now with, with multifamily. I would say my biggest mistake was um, one of the things I, I liked in doing was follow-ups. Um, follow-up is a key in, in business. You want Indeed. to always reach out and just stay in front of your of your client, your prospective client, because you never know, especially in the multifamily space, you, everyone's not going to invest with you off, you know, off the bat. They're not going to say, hey, I have this sure. money. You want to build that rapport. So I coming from the wholesaling space, it was just very transactional. So I would reach out to the seller and back and forth. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but I'd never follow up. So the main thing I would say is following up, but the most important is to build rapport. This is a people business. Again, people want to do business with who they know, like, and trust. So building rapport, it's not, I always tell people, you don't want to be salesy when you're speaking to people, just be yourself, just have conversations, just, and People love to talk. They love to tell you about themselves. And, you know, you ask the right questions and you're genuine about it. Before you know it, they'll tell you your whole, their whole life story and they'll tell you their <laughs> pain right. points. And they'll, they'll even tell you, hey, you know, I have this amount of money under my mattress. So you want to be very transparent. You, you just want to build, be, be their friend. Make sure they feel they feel comforted as if they've known you for their whole life. You know, so once once you have that down pat, then everything is smooth sailing from there. So that's one of the things that I've had to learn, especially coming into this space where I have to befriend people. I have to genuinely get to know people and understand their plight and understand their pain points and relate with them. And once they feel comfortable with you, then you can move on to the next step, which is, Hey, I have an opportunity. What do you think about it? Yeah. Building that relationship. It is so key. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's nothing more than that. Yeah. Everything about, in the real estate in general, the industry doesn't matter if you're in single family space or multifamily space. It is, it's the relationship. 
So Correct. yeah, 100%. Um, last question. If you had to start over, but you had the knowledge you have today, what would you do differently? Great question. I would say I would start building my brand earlier and focus more on my specific goal. Coming up when I first initially started uh, my journey into self-employment and a business owner, I was all over the place. You know, I lacked the systems. I I was a young kid out of college, so I saw the fast cash that, you know, that enticed me. But now I really understand that, again, it's not about me. It's about people. It's about impacting others' lives. It's about generational wealth. It's about legacy. So my mindset totally shifted. So now it's all, like I said, it's all about helping others. It's not about self. I I aim to be selfless. I aim to connect other people with, with uh, people with others. And I aim to make sure that people succeed. And in return, I know it's going to be a win for me as well. So I gained that satisfaction by helping others. So if I had to start it all over today, I would make sure that I'm not thinking about myself. I'm not thinking about the money. I'm not thinking about, you know, the wealth or the, the liabilities that I can get with my wealth, but I'm thinking about how can I help this person? If I see this person struggling, Hey, let me teach you how you can get out of your struggle. Let me teach you how you can jump into the real estate space. Let me teach you how you can, how you can grow and not have to rely on a job. So these things are very, I'm very passionate about these things. So that's what I would have done. Well, I think that's, uh, that's probably the, one of the best answers that we'll ever hear, you know, on, on this podcast, you know, it's just making sure that you are, are impacting others' lives and, and putting a focus on, on helping others. And, you know, as, as we come to a close here, what better way to do that than, you know, than through this, this, you know, platform, you know, this, uh, podcast and, and I understand you also, you have a meetup. And so it's not a shameless plug if I tell people about it. So, <laughs> so yes, if you know, you're, you're already well on your way to, to have an impact on other people's lives and, and being able to give back. So I love that. And that was one of the reasons why I immediately agreed to come on and, and help you out and, and help get this off the ground. So thank you again for, for asking me to, to be a part of this and just a small part. And, you know, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll do it again someday. Most definitely. I appreciate you jumping on, man. It was, uh, it was truly fun to get to reconnect with you again. Again, this, this was very seamless. It was it, uh, yeah. you know, it was just a conversation between friends and I hope that our listeners are understanding and realizing that this is what we're about. We're about helping them and That's we're right. about, you know, reaching out and giving them the, the choices, the opportunities that they probably never thought about. That's right. And it just, and it just takes a spark, you know, you can spark an idea just like, uh, you know, rich dad, poor dad did, you know, for you and for me, when I read it, it was the same thing. So, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about what you're doing and I'm excited to see how this flourishes for, for the listeners and and anybody else that that you come in contact with. Most definitely. I appreciate that. So, um, this comes 
This concludes episode one of this amazing podcast, No BS Apartment Investing. And I want to thank Brandon Spear again for jumping on and putting me on the hot seat for the first time. So you guys got to listen to my story. But going forward, we'll definitely have, again, we'll have a ton of industry experts who will be coming on to share their journey and their ugly stories and how they overcame. So guys, I appreciate your time. Feel free to tune in and listen to the future podcast. And until next time, I'm Mark Caesar. Take care.